Alright, welcome to Fandoms Gone Wrong. I'm Charlie. And I'm Carrie. And this week we're talking about Sailor Moon. We are celebrating her birthday on June 30th. Well, today, the day we're recording this, it is actually June 30th. Absolutely. We're talking specifically about the 90s dub of the show, the 90s English dub, because that's what... She brainwashed me on as a child. I know. I can't get her to try the new dub. I actually like the new dub only because of the consistency of the voices and the fact that it's a little bit more accurate to the original. Not extremely, but a little more accurate to the original. Less editing and not as many missing episodes. I agree. I like some of those things. I did watch some of that, but I prefer the 90s dub because nostalgia. And it is nostalgic. It is. But also in the other dub, there's like that weird ghost episode that has nothing to do with the plot. So you can't tell me it's more concise. Most of the show has nothing to do with the plot. There's a lot Fair. of filler. I think if they there's did the filler. original show again and re-edit it to be like Crystal where everything was like more compact, it would be awesome. Just for a show because I'd love to see a little less of the villain of the week. After a while, yeah, the, the villain, villain of the week, week gets like, oh my god, what villain is it this week? Oh, it's that one again. <laughs> but it lets you develop the characters. I like it. Yes, but there's way too much time with certain characters. Just those characters. It's like... Oh. And so we watched season one of the show, and we stopped at episode 20. That was the last one we watched. That was when Nephlight dies. For spoiler yeah, alert. So, <laughs> spoilers. We always talk spoilers. That's just... That's it's all help. about the spoilers here. So we, we stopped just before Jupiter comes in, the best of the inner Senji. So. Says you. You agree. You she is one Jupiter. of my favorites, but I do still think Sailor Moon's the best. She's a whiny, baby, crying, clumsy, I mean, yeah. and she's awesome. Worst she's character? Awesome. Rini. Totally Rini. I don't think she's the worst. <laughs> Absolutely. So, because we're, we're doing 90s yet. dub, we're going to use the names used in the 90s dub. So, we're not going to use So, if, if you names. watch, like, the Japanese version, or you know that better, and you're confused, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're using the English names, because that's what we know. So, Sailor Moon I is Sailor Moon or Serena. Huh? I do know the Japanese names. I just don't use them as much, because I was raised on this version. Yeah, so. no. This is cool. We're good. It is. is. It? Well, it's, okay. it's crazy 90s animation with, like... Oh, my God. The animation. And the accents are ridiculous. We're going to talk oh about God. that. So let's get into it. Okay. So my first note on here. So this is like in order of just when I thought of things. So we might be jumping around a bit. But I noticed that like in the theme song, they already reveal like the big mystery of the season, which is who the moon princess yeah. is. The whole idea of the first half, actually first two thirds of this season is finding out who the scouts are and who the moon princess is. And the big reveal is in the credits, the opening credits. Maybe the they should have held it episodes, back. episodes, they don't know. They should have like... held it back. It should have started off with the first few episodes just showing Sailor Moon. And then Sailor Moon and Mercury. And then Sailor Moon and Mercury and Mars. And going forward and adding as they went along. And then the because, big like, reveal. from the beginning, you know she's going to have four friends with her the entire time. Yeah. But we have we spent like 20 episodes with like just those three. <sighs> it's long. <laughs> it's long, it's guys. so much with just Mercury and Mars. And, and Mars is my least favorite Sailor Scout. I mean, really. I don't hate her. She's just... She's She's always so antagonistic. She's antagonistic. She's like Serena, only the nasty version of Serena. I think I like her more later in the show. She mellows a little bit sometimes. Yeah. When when they stop, you know, just putting their tongues at each other like, meh. <laughs> 
Do they ever really totally bit. stop that? They don't fully. They stop doing it like five times an episode because right now they're doing it every time. Because they have other people to interact with as they go along. Right now yeah. it's just the the three of them and Tuxedo Mask and the villain of the week. Oh, and Molly. Oh Molly hangs out a little bit. Although Molly's just about done now. We watched the pretty much the, not quite the end of Molly, but the beginning of the end of Molly today. <laughs> I, think, I, I don't fully remember, but I think one of her last big episodes in this season is when they see the priest and then she gets with Melvin and like that's just that's where we leave Molly for this Pretty much. I mean Molly Molly was a great character to start off with Sailor Moon she needed a friend she needed a buddy she's her best she friend she needed someone she's to ground her, her into humanity yeah, before she just totally forgets it I mean what I think is really interesting and we discussed it earlier is we know Sailor Moon's family we see her family we see her best friend she's grounded we see a tiny bit of Ray's family because we go to the temple and we hang out with her grandfather once in a while and that's cool we see what Mercury's mother maybe once in the whole series her. I think we don't see her face. I thought we did once at the hospital. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like maybe we hear her voice. Yeah. But I don't think we, we see her and face. And then Jupiter's fan doesn't have a wait, family. Wait, wait, no, I'm lying. We see her in like season three or four when Rini stays over or something. Yeah. Or maybe but Jupiter three. doesn't have a family. Venus doesn't have a family. So at least no, they she s- does. No, Venus also has like the same like nuclear family that Sailor does. But we don't does. see we just never her family them. ever. That's what I'm saying. So the only one who's got a grounded like base is Sailor Moon, which is why she's the anchor person of the whole show it's all about Sailor Moon anyway so the others are just ancillary she is a popular girl and she takes all these people who are outsiders and brings them all in although Venus wasn't an outcast Mina wasn't an outcast she made herself an outcast because she became like a vigilante but before that she wasn't I mean she was an athlete she was involved in school she had friends things like that the others really don't talk about it we don't talk about the fact that she has a movie about her (laughs) a movie a video game action figures probably yeah, that's a yeah. whole other story because I've never actually seen the book about Sailor V, so I don't know. There's there's only two volumes of it. I own both of them. We should cover them cover them on the podcast. All I've ever seen is a little bit of Sailor V that's mentioned in some of the newer that we versions it on, the on the podcast later. <laughs> there's a lot of Sailor Moon to cover. We're not going to cover it all at once. It's going to be small chunks. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So like the the first episode like opens up with the whole backstory and everything. We get to see her mom, and she does not have a dad apparently in her first life on the moon that's is i i have questions about that does her mom just magical and able to give birth without a possibly man? or maybe her father doesn't matter he's as ancillary as sailor moon's future husband is that's he's true. like the Pixel ken doll of the non-entity. sailor moon world he's the ken doll of the the sailor moon world yeah we figured this out yesterday she said this and i'm like oh my god it's so true it's so he's true. the ken to her to give you more base someday we will do the live action sailor moon and then we can oh talk more about because he actually he has a little bit more going on. Yeah, he has a he has a character in that show. He has a character. It's a weird he has character. friends. He has like a whole world in that show, but we'll see that another time. Okay, so on yeah. to this season. Yeah. And then my uh, my next note is um, Molly's accent. Oh, yes. I know you love talking about her accent. So on this show, I understand it's a Canadian dub and it was done in the 90s and I'm not sure if they were trying to make it more North American or what the deal was, but everybody's got all these ridiculous sounding accents. Now, they are supposed to be in Japan and I know they're not going to have Japanese accents because that would probably be inappropriate but they could try to get what i call tv accents where nobody has 
has much of an accent. They all just kind of sound the same, but they give them accent. The girl who plays Molly has the worst New York, New Jersey accent that makes no sense in Japan. It makes no sense yeah. her accent at all for someone who's living in Japan. I don't get it. I mean, unless it there's really some doesn't. backstory that we need to know that she's actually from the United States and came over. But then we get other characters who come in who have Southern accents, like the girl in the art episode. She's got a Southern accent, which is weird. And yeah, <laughs> I- I'm sorry, I but her. we have two characters whose whose ages are much older sounding than maybe they are. Like Mercury sounds like she's like a 40 year old woman. I don't know, maybe even older. They are, aren't they all like 40 year old women? They are now. <laughs> like the <actresses>. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't then. They were young girls, probably in their 20s or 30s back then. Probably 20s. Okay. Because they're older than me now. But yeah, they weren't that old back then when they filmed them. Now they're older. But they sound like they're old. I mean, I don't know how old the person was who played Luna in the originals, but I, I would think she's like somebody's grandma back then in 1992 yeah. when this was originally dubbed. Um, She just sounds like old. She sounds to me like some old grandma type, which is fine because she is supposed to be kind of like a mothery figure. But yeah, it's just kind of weird. And then we could talk about another thing about Luna since I mentioned Luna. Your favorite thing <laughs> about Luna is that Luna is going to train them. How does a cat train a superhero? <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. Seriously. It, it like, doesn't make any sense do at all. any of that The stuff. one thing you notice throughout the show is that Sailor Moon has no idea how to fight. She really has no idea how to fight. I mean, she learns how to use her weapon, but she has no idea how to fight at all. She lives in Japan. And Luna doesn't teach them shit. Her best, one of her best friends lives at a dojo. Her grandfather teaches martial arts. Why don't they learn martial arts? Why don't they use martial arts? It well, makes they no kick. sense. They do the sailor kick every so often. Uh, the sailor kick, and she misses half the time. <laughs> yeah. She misses, like, almost all of the time, actually. <laughs> so it doesn't work It's just for me. really bad aim. But yeah, no, Luna is useless. I don't know what the fuck she's supposed to be Luna's like the them. narrator of the show. I mean, she's almost like the narrator. No. Although the narrator is kind of useless because you only see him at the beginning. I thought the narrator was like the mom. No, wait, wait. In the first episode, the nailer- narrator is some random dude who we yeah. don't see ever. Maybe ever it's her again. dad. I figured it out. The narrator is her dad. Could be. We have no <laughs> idea. He's he's in and he's gone. He's only there to narrate the opening sequence and then he's done. Yeah. I think in like season two or something, it's actually the mom that narrates I don't recall. It. We'll have to, we'll find out um, when we go back to season two. Yeah. But I'm just thinking she's almost like a narrator or like a guide. Luna just is, is almost a useless character except that someone needs to be there to tell them that this is what you have to do. So that brings me to your next favorite thing about Luna. The game sh- center. I was about to say, yeah, the, the game, game center. center. It's not my favorite Ooh. thing. I hate what it. What is that I all about? So I understand it's part of the whatever, but the, the craziness that goes on when she interacts with the video game machine, it's weird. A it's, cat playing a video pointless. game. It is so pointless. It is. Why is I mean, he re- hiding I, himself the whole time? Why doesn't he just reveal himself from the beginning that he's there? So we haven't actually gotten to that part, like watching it in the show, but we know that the guy that Luna is talking to through the game is actually Artemis, the other cat. And it's just like, why? Why yeah. is he hiding his identity? Because they know each other. Apparently, why? if you ever watch the rest of the series, you know they know each other. <laughs> But yeah, no, it just, it makes no sense that they, that he's hiding in a game machine at the arcade. I know eventually that's supposed to be there, you know, their whatever. In, I think in the manga, that's where they have like their secret hideout. Yeah. And you you remember from the live action, they have their secret hideout at the karaoke place instead. Absolutely. You know, in Crystal, they so, used the arcade too, didn't they? Yeah. Well, so, remember, Crystal is like word for word, pretty manga, much the manga. Yeah. So, so that's it. It's just weird the way they start off with, she's interacting with the video game and they have these weird little bizarre catchphrases. I mean, I know. English dub, so crazy catch 
catchphrase is because, as we found out from the voice actors, they made half the shit up. They really yeah, did. Yeah, it's because they, they wanted to cover all the lip dubs and all that stuff. So they made weird. weird phrases up like Meatball Head. <laughs> well, Meatball Head is great because I think, isn't it just like Bun Head or something? It is Bun Head, but, but I think her? they're referring to like those like sausage bun thingies that they eat. Yeah, that, that she calls yeah. donuts, which aren't actually donuts, but that's beside the point. Yeah, they're like, are they pork buns or yeah. something like that? Something like that, yeah. But they're not actually donuts in the show. They just call them donuts because they don't eat those things in Canada, unless you're at a Japanese restaurant. Yeah, it's just so weird, everything that happens. It is, okay. but we love the show. Don't get us wrong, it is one of our favorites. So Yeah, it, we'd love to <laughs> just make fun of it because it's there's so oh, many the, things Make that are fun weird. of it. The animation is so 1992 it's so bad and the editing is so bad because they wanted to take stuff out oh like that one scene just leave that shit in the princess diamond episode i'm jumping ahead here but the princess diamond episode has the best editing error ever i think in sailor moon it's so fucking dumb instead of showing a scene where she falls out of a window and she lands with her umbrella helping her down they cut that scene away and they add a new scene in which is basically another scene from earlier on when she spills a drink on her dress she runs out the hallway looking for a bathroom to wash it and for some reason they say oh you should go find so and so and she goes they, it cuts back to that scene again where she's looking for the place to clean the stain out of her dress and, and, and then like, it like cuts back to them being like outside the building yeah we're like halfway through that like, scene that scene's been gone for like five ten minutes now why are we there for a second and then we're on the ground like, why can't she fall off the building and be caught by her umbrella it was a cute romantic scene and they reference it later we haven't gotten that part in watching it but I know that they reference that in like the scene when she She's finding out that she's the princess or something. Uh, I don't and know she's like show remembering that all the romantic version. moments that she had with him. And it's like, why? You know, I, why? I've heard people say that it's because it reminds someone of like someone falling or jumping out a window and maybe an accident or a suicidal thing. I don't know. What I do know is that there's so much blood and gore and so much violence in this show that there's no oh reason. Especially God. this season. When Nephlite dies, that whole thing is death? violent. That is so bloody. Yeah, like I know it's death. green blood, but it's like really bloody and gory. And yeah, but I'm when we like, get to the re- the big Why? reveal of who the princess is that's really bloody and gory too i mean he walks around yeah. bleeding out of the back of his jacket for like a day so <laughs> so people can like bleed profusely but they can't, can't fall, fall out a, a window <laughs> I and to get me started on this because this is the thing i don't understand we know she can jump really high or fly for lack of a better word we've seen it in other episodes yeah in they this just season jump before randomly. she's supposed to fall out the window why do they fall why wouldn't they just like jump out the window they're falling so they just land because she can jump out of a building. She jumps up an elevator later on in the season. Although, for some reason, in this part of the season, when she's in an elevator shaft, she falls. I'm like, why doesn't she just jump? She's <laughs> You're jumping around so much in my notes again. I know, but it makes Every no time. sense. It all works, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's ADHD. We didn't tell you. We got a little of that going on here. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of that going on. So we're sorry if we just kind of, like, jump around randomly. But that's just, that's just how we And really that's live. why I wanted to do just the first half because we jump around and there'll be just too much jumping around. Yeah, we're going to talk about this for like an hour and it's just like 20 episodes of the season. 20 episodes is a lot. We spent an hour talking about a a But you were just saying how there's like no plot. In In half the episodes there is no plot, but there's so many ridiculous things that happen in a show where the plot is, I mean, it's very formulaic. And every third or fourth episode has a little tweak that brings the plot forward a little bit, but it's very formulaic. The big bad comes along, they decide they want to get energy, they find someone who 
can help them get energy. They twist them around with, you know, their spell or whatever they're going to do to yeah. give them the ability to steal other people's energy. And then they, they steal their energy. so much freaking energy to get, like, maybe as much as they spend. That's my back. point. They're always like, I need more energy so I can fight them. If they just stopped fighting and they stopped trying to create, steal more energy, they'd have the energy they need. Or they yeah, could just, just skim all a little of the off freaking the top energy going from your bad guys, and then you have energy to fight Sailor Moon. <laughs> they didn't yourself. need to fight Sailor Moon. They wouldn't have even needed to fight Sailor Moon if they hadn't been trying to do bad things. What is their goal besides energy? To, to what is bring the, the Negaverse out of wherever just it is. Control the world. The Negaverse is, is trapped. They just don't even really talk about it. I swear. You get a little it's bit just more like, of it. Energy. What do they need energy for? To rule the world, I guess. I you get know. a little more of it in the um, live action for this one. Yeah. For this one, a little bit more of it in the live action. I think probably in Crystal too, but in this version, it's just like, yeah, this Negaverse thing. What the hell is that all about? We don't know. We don't care. Yeah, well, it doesn't have a persona. Queen Metallia, it's not the Negaverse, Negaforce, whatever. But they, and they don't even talk about her really in this version at all, do they? I don't think she's no, ever they, mentioned at all. she's not mentioned ever. They call it the Negaforce. Yeah. The weird well, thing they can't call it the Negaverse because the Negaverse comes yet. into another one. It's all the same stuff, though. It's it's all the same yeah. stuff. Um, so let's get back to where I was because I was still talking about the first episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so back to the first episode. We can't do this um, episode by episode. We'll be here for eight hours. There's 20 episodes. I know, but I had notes on the first episode specifically because the scariest monster in the entire series is in that first episode. I don't agree. It's like the okay. only monster that doesn't have big boobs and she turns her head all all the way around, and it is the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's because you don't watch horror films. She looks but like it is a scary. demon, and then the monsters get like progressively sexier as episodes and seasons go by. Well, it's I'm just glad like... you find them sexy because I don't. Well, like but... I'm saying, they get more attractive, and well, that they one is try. Like, just so she looks like an actual. Well, demon. Well, they are demons, really. They're possessed. I know most of them are well, just people not... who no, are she's possessed. Not possessed. Well, they they use they yeah. Some of them they are possessed. Some of them they aren't possessed. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the possession part that's next episode well, no they start off possessed when they're trying to steal their energy they kind of before they pull the demon oh, well, out yeah okay so like that's right the nephlite stuff they're kind of half possessed and then they fall over and then the monster comes out of their objects mm -hmm. it's fine but like the first few of them they just get replaced by Jedite. monsters that look like so the yeah, first villain Jedite. is Jedite who's a waste of time he should just like die early and get done oh he does oh my god <laughs> yeah God, that episode is so weird when he's trying to kill them with planes <sighs> and they're just like, we can't blow up these planes. It's gonna, it's like so much money. That, that's See, I think it's hysterical when they have all these people on this cruise and they're all taking a cruise on a barge, like a burnt out, broken down, stinky old barge. I have notes about the barge. cruise episode and most, <laughs> yeah, my, my, actually my only note is just that Mars and Mercury went on a date and oh, it's yes. canon. Yep. They, they went on a romantic date. cruise together. Romantic cruise together. Yes. That's like a weekend. That's not like a date. That's like a whole like thing. Well, like it's a date but it's like a vacation date yeah it's that's that's thing. more that's more involved than just a date it's like yeah so maybe they yeah. are a couple i don't know but i don't think so because mercury is waiting for greg for mercury's waiting for greg it's yeah. easy to fall in love with a guy who's never going to be around like greg okay <laughs> spoiler shows up for like two episodes oh so you said something as we were watching it serena has the option to be either sailor moon or the princess i don't remember what you were saying about that but it was like the fact that she wasn't sailor moon before and she is now but she could have just been the princess now no so in the flashback like when saying? they when they do the flashback of the backstory they never in the backstory where they talk about the moon kingdom the little bit that we know so far um from watching the opening credits in the beginning they don't talk about her as being sailor moon at all they talk about her as just being the princess 
and lived all the kids of the Moon Kingdom. This is from the credits. All the kids of the Moon Kingdom are sent down to Earth to be reborn on Earth sometime in the future. So it's like thousands of years later. They're all reborn on Earth. It's all wonderful. And she starts off as Sailor Moon. Well, but she was the princess. So why isn't she the princess from the very beginning? She's a princess in hiding. I get that. So she is also but she's Sailor in hiding Moon. from herself. Yeah. She's also Sailor Moon. <laughs> but they don't mention her being Sailor Moon in the early part of the show in the opening credits when they talk about her being the princess. Um, so that's just kind of weird. I think I'm thinking because she has a choice. And I've seen fanfics before um, where people talk about that and they talk about the fact You've that... You've seen fanfic? You've seen fanfic? At some point in time, she had a choice to oh decide... Oh my God. This is um, new information What she wanted to do. Be a Sailor Moon or be the princess. And I don't know. I think that's that makes sense. She she They're two different people in the same person. When she's the princess, she has all the power. When she's Sailor Moon, she's a bumbling idiot who has power. But she's a bumbling idiot who has power. When she's the princess, she has all the power. There's no issues. There's no question about it. So, yeah. no, there's that. Okay. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> My other note is that, um, so we didn't watch any of The Sailor Says, which is a thing that only exists in the 90s dub of the show. It's this weird thing that they did after every episode where they tried to make a moral and they tried to make it, you know, teach something to kids. And it was really dumb and stupid. And after like the first 10 episodes, I think they just recycled half of them over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it's just, they're so dumb. So we just, we... <laughs> Vetoed that we were just like Sailor says. That. Sailor says does not count. It's just does it's not. Count. It's dumb. We don't do it. It is dumb. Remember the the thing the thing about the nineties dub. It was made for little kids. It aired in the U.S. at like six six thirty in the morning on a weekday. It was originally made for little kids, so it was dubbed in such a way that it would be appropriate to be shown on TV for little kids. The anime from Japan was not made for little kids. Now in Japan they have different censors and different rules. Yeah, wasn't and it I'm sure you like kids general audiences. It. I think it was general audiences, but by and large, it was preteens and young teens who watched it. It was old, a slightly older audience. So they could do a little bit more. They could say a little bit more. They could show a little bit more. And they did. Which is why they all the did. villains have their tits out. Yeah. Which is why there's <laughs> the transformation scenes. They're naked. Let's face it. Yeah. Their clothes come off and new clothes are are just I, magically I swear, like, appear on the, their bodies. In like the non like 90s dub version, they aren't like rainbowed out. I feel like they're actually like a nude color. And when you see the transformation sequences in like the version that I know, their skin turns like into rainbow-ish stuff so it's like and there are lines details. that are removed a few lines here and there were removed and I, I think I, feel I think like, there were a few lines yeah. of definition I feel like they Which still is... had skin tone and they had like lines and shit while they were transforming in the old dub yeah. or whatever but well, you should rewatch that again and see when we watch the new version of the dub to oh compare the two ha. oh we can watch the original Japanese version I have that also yeah well, when we get to Stars, which one are we watching? Are we watching? I want to see it. I'm watching the modern dub of Stars because I've never seen it in English before. That's fair. They yeah. wouldn't release it in English in the U.S. or anywhere before. So, because as much this as I version. like, I don't want to watch the new dub. I would watch it for Sailor Stars, and that was it. <laughs> It'd be good. It'd be good in English because subtitles are hard for me. I have a hard time just paying attention long enough to read subtitles. I'll just get very confused when they start using everyone's names, and I'll be like, "Who are you talking about?" Let's not get too much into Sale of Stars because there's there's like hours of discussion about things about Sale of oh, Stars. Oh, I know, I know. I have 
I have thoughts. I already um, have notes on that one. <laughs> we haven't even rewatched it. I know this is your favorite thing to talk about, but um, the teacher, Sailor Moon's teacher, how she acts like Sailor she's a teenager. Sailor Moon's teacher is the twenty-three-year-old version of Sailor Moon. Let's be clear, she what, is Serena, what's her name again? aged up. It's um Miss Haruna. That's it. Yes, Miss Haruna. Miss Haruna is is basically Serena grown up. She really is. I mean, she's just as much of a brat. Well, she's also she's just like, as much of a fangirl and whiny. And... But at the same time, she still acts like an adult. Sometimes she's like, "You need to study more and watch less TV so you can well, get better she's grades." A grown up. She's the grown up version of Serena. I'm yeah. telling you, absolutely, she's crazy. I mean, half the half the first season is it's... all all episodes with her and Molly doing crazy ass shit yeah. with Serena. Sailor Moon the always modeling. has to save her teacher and her best friend. <laughs> The modeling show, the diet show. I don't get it. I don't get it. Her teacher should not be hanging out with the kids. I mean, it's great and all that teachers like get along with their students, but yeah, competing with them in a modeling competition or going to the gym and working out and yeah, losing weight like together is just kind of weird. They were in like a swimsuit modeling thing and it was just like, why? Why are you here? <laughs> Makes no sense. But it's cute. It's fun TV. Yep. And then then in episode two, um, you had we both we both had this thought. Um, how the the flower they reuse that later in season. Um, no, sorry, in the in the movie. movie. That's what it is. The rose, the one about the rose. Yeah, because they have like this weird flower that drains people's energy, and it's the same thing in Sailor Moon R the movie. It's 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 reminiscent of the Cassinian blossom, which we'll talk about. They just reuse stuff a lot. They do. I'm sure it all comes from like the mythologies and whatever that they use to base some of this stuff on, because they I do don't base it on know anything about tales and mythologies. Flowers sucking your energy, and I look up mythology stuff a lot. Well, so. Japanese folk tales or whatever. I'm sure there's something about the flower because they talk about it. I don't know. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Um. You want to talk about Darian's outfit? <laughs> Darian's outfit. I don't all know which outfit was worse this season. Just all, all of yeah. his outfits okay, so we are got, terrible. We got his uh, what? The purple pants with the purple green jacket. Purple pants. With the, green with the green jacket, jacket, and the black turtleneck. But he wears a he wears a crew neck one day. Oh, that's right. We that, do sometimes he wears a crew neck and that, not a turtleneck. That day he wore but the crew neck just... and he rolled up his sleeves. And based on the style of his outfit, it, you want to say it's like nineties, eighties style, but not really because nobody really wore that. Nobody, no, not that way. Does that even um, match? It doesn't match. Like, and like I said, we wore weird colors fashion, back but... then, but no, it didn't match. The only thing worse than that was the color block outfit, which was totally a oh new wave, kind of late 80s, early 90s look. It was terrible. The color block shirt. Ugh, I just wanted to cringe like, when I saw him wear that at the great. arcade I would day. love to see a cosplayer wear that, but at the same time, I'm like, that is such a terrible outfit. But now that we're talking about Derry, and we have to talk about the weird meeting of Derry and, and Serena. And how, how when do they, they first learn their meet, names? When they first meet, they don't know each other, supposedly at all. They've never met. They have no idea yeah, who the, each other are. The first they time just they bump don't... into each other on the street, yeah. and he calls her meatball head and basically says that she's stupid because she got a 30 on her math test. Okay. Yeah. So that's all well and good. The next time they meet on the street, Molly's with him, and Molly randomly says his name is Darian. So yes. she kind of knows his name yeah. is Darian. But all of a sudden, after that, in every episode, he knows she's Serena, and we haven't figured out when he learned her name was Serena. So he I just want, all I, of a sudden knows it. I feel like that Darian and Molly, like, they have this weird, like, family friend. This is just my fanfic 
idea of <laughs> what's happening here. But they have like this family friend like connection for some reason, and that's why she knows his name. And then maybe they talked one time, and so he knows that um Serena is Molly's best friend, and that's how they learn each other's mm-hmm. names. But when I was looking all of this stuff, when I was like looking through the episodes as we were watching it, they don't they're not supposed to learn each other's names till like episode eleven. And they learn she learns his name in episode two, and he learns her name sometime after that. Sometime. Yeah, we don't know when. But it's before episode um, 11, so I was just like, what? I think it's interesting that he's best friends with the girl, guy that Serena is in love with, who's Andrew from the arcade. Oh yeah, spoilers, Darius she- tuxedo mask. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Serena seems to think that any guy who looks attractive might be Tuxedo Mask, like Andrew. Who doesn't look like Tuxedo Mask? Because Tuxedo Mask has black hair. And And as we already know... And as we already know, when they transform, they look exactly like themselves in different clothes. Unless Tuxedo you're talking about mask. the live action, where they all have they all look like typical Asian girls, and then their hair changes to wild colors. We can't talk about the live action because then we'd have to talk about I know Luna, and I'm not going there yet because that's just crazy shit. It's so okay. crazy. So so we've got Darian here. He's we've already discussed he's a Ken doll, but there's foreshadowing. He has these dreams as we find out towards yeah, the end of like, the, this half of the series. One to ten, he's kind of just like there to make fun of her for five seconds. And then after that he starts becoming like more developed. We see like his weird thing with Ray, the two of them kind of flirt, We find out that he but, has no memory of his childhood. Yeah. He just woke up one day after an accident and this is where he is. He doesn't know or understand that he is Tuxedo Mask. Yeah, he just randomly changes the Tuxedo Mask to protect him. Yeah, the stupidest name. Worst name. It's the stupidest name and the dumbest costume ever. All he does is put a white mask on and all of a sudden he's a superhero. And what does he do? He throws roses, he sometimes uses his walking stick, and he gives pep-up talks. That's what he does. He gives her pep talks. I gotta... I have to post the meme... Like the the meme of like him being like my job here is done Sailor Moon you did nothing and he just like leaves <laughs> because that's All he every does, he episode. Throws a rose. You know she's she's having a hard time. She's 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 focusing on being Serena right now as she's Sailor Moon. She's Serena. She's afraid of whatever monsters in front of her and she's acting like Serena yeah. would. But she's supposed to be the hero. He comes by, throws a rose. She realizes I'm the superhero here. He says you can do it, Sailor Moon, and Sailor Moon saves the day. Yeah. He just is there for pep up talks. He's not. He doesn't not a fully fleshed character at this point. Still, eventually he fights with them and he works with them a little bit more. Not always, as you'll find out as we discuss this further in future seasons. But he's there more often with her later on. But right now he's just there for pep up talks. And as we find out at the end of the first twenty episodes, he may or may not be her friend. He may or may not be working with them. Yeah, he's working for his own ends because he's having these weird dreams about a princess and he's gonna. Who find looks her. just like. Serena or Sailor Moon or both question mark yes (laughs) I don't understand there's no other girl on the entire show who has Serena's hair and yet people see Sailor Moon and Serena walking around with his hair and they don't think they're the same person they look exactly alike it's like that there's like a perception filter I think around them yeah the costume looks like a modified version it looks like someone took their school uniform and cut it up Three inches off the bottom, four inches here. Make it tighter. Put a little spandex oh here and there and add some boots. All of a sudden, I'm a superhero and no one recognizes me, even though it looks just like my school uniform almost. Yeah. Seriously. That's the whole reason I why mean, it's the called Sailor Moon is that they wear weird sailor uniforms that are just like their school uniforms. And it's just like, why? <laughs> why? There's too many whys. 
Tibbity-wise. Um, like the crop top. Why do they wear a crop top to school? Yeah, so every time they just lift their arms, you can see their bellies. <laughs> it's like, why? I really think that this originally was drawn for pedophiles. Not just saying. <laughs> no, but creepy half the dudes. guys in this show are pedophiles. There's too many creepy dudes. Like all these Darian old men going after college. young girls. Andrew's He's in like college. He's like 19, 18 years old and... Sailor Moon's 14. We know she's 14 when the show starts. And he's like 18, 19 in college. Andrew's in college too. These 14-year-old girls are chasing around men. They're not mature men, but they're men. And then there's Neflite. And Neflite is even creepier. Because he's like even ancient. more. Yeah, he's, he's like ancient. We don't know how old he is. He appears to be someone in their 20s, but we don't know how old he is because he's ancient. Yeah. But yes, but he's into Molly, who's also 14 years old. It's creepy. It's very it's so creepy. creepy. Like when it's he just creepy. he calls Molly in the middle of the night and she goes to meet him and I was just like I'm with her mom in that moment. I'm so worried. I would be so worried. It is very bizarre that she would just mom. Oh, I'm going out, mom. What? It's the middle of the night. Who are you going out with? Oh, that man who called you. It's so bad. So bad. What's even worse is that they he, they they all forget how bad he is. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy for like a couple of weeks on the show. He's interacting with them constantly, and the only one who remembers like is like the Sailor Scouts. Yeah. None of the other people remember he did bad there's, things. I mean, again, I know he... there's a perception filter around all the magical people. Then they need to say that. Yeah. Well, it's just it's implied because magic. It's like the mist and Percy Jackson. Like unless they outright say I am the same person, they're not gonna know. But they don't even try to hide it. Like Superman and Supergirl at least put yeah. glasses on. <laughs> Not that it makes a difference, really. But they do try. Which is why it's so dumb when Neflite finds out who Sailor Moon is. It's just like, he just follows her and he's like, oh, well, since you turned into Sailor Moon, I guess you are. Even though, like, that's never stopped any of the other villains. They literally transform in front of them all the time, and they don't realize it. Yeah. You want to talk about transformation? Oh, talk about the transformation. Oh my god. Why does everything have to stop for these girls to make their transformations? Like, the transformation the sequence. Hell? I love it. We they have good music. They're entertaining, and yes, we've already talked about the fact that all their clothes fall off for a second. Ah! But it's really a tr- it's really fun and cute. And let's face it, magical girl shows are all about the transformations, the changes, the costumes, and that's that's how they get their power. They show their power by putting on their costumes but what's really funny is they're in the middle of getting their butts whipped as themselves so serena amy they're all themselves they're getting their butts kicked and they're like okay or they see something bad happening they're like okay we have to react so right there in front of the villains and everybody they say their power move you know moon Moon prism power and transform in front of the bad guys so the bad guys can see who they are now later on they don't do this as much in front of the bad guys they do it off to the side or whatever but they're doing it right in front of the bad guys they're transforming so first of all they're getting naked right in front of the bad guys yeah that's kind of weird and bizarre next of all why are the bad guys standing there watching <laughs> why don't they attack them while they're weak and, because they're know? like oh my god naked i must watch naked teenage girls <laughs> who are 14 it's years so old creepy. yes that's creepy very creepy but it's just weird that they wait for them to take the time to transform so it just it doesn't make any sense i that's when you get them just like villains who do monologues i don't get that it's like i told you about this while we were watching the show but like i once heard a weird theory that somebody had that um 
while they're transforming, like, that's actually when they're the most powerful. If you, like, try to attack them or, like, step into that entire, like, bubble of transformation they have, you will just turn to dust or something. You'll explode. And it's just like, that. I mean, that would explain something, but, you know, what the hell? <laughs> exactly, what the hell? Just doesn't make any sense. Transformations are just there because they're fun and we want to be able to transform and put on fun clothes, don't And, you? of course, as you mentioned, that Sailor Moon has a longer transformation than everybody else. Yeah. She's, she's like a five-minute one. Everybody else is like a two-minute one. Which takes up a lot of the show, just yeah. to show the transformations. So especially when they show all of show, them transform. It's actually like a 15-minute show. <laughs> you know, when they show all of them transforming one after the other, that's when it gets really fun. But that they, we haven't got everybody yet, so oh my God. not there yet. When, the, when like all five of them are transforming at once, it's just it's so much. And you mentioned Tuxedo Mask's transformation. Yeah, did we, we, did we see out. him fully transform, or was it just kind of like a flash of light? I forgot already. But I we... just remember the hat flying into his arm. With... <laughs> oh, no, we, I don't think we've seen that yet. I think I think that comes oh. later when she when he fi- she finds out that he's Tuxedo Mask. She has, he has she a said we saw it in this episode. I didn't remember well, seeing it. No, we saw it. We saw that Darian, like, was crouching over, like, oh, he's clutching his scar like Harry Potter, and he's like, ah, what's happening? And then he turns into Tuxedo Mask, and then he goes after oh. Sailor Moon. Oh, okay. So it's like, that was a whole thing. But he still doesn't know he's Tuxedo Mask. He just randomly has memory loss, I guess. Every yeah, so often. memory loss from the car accident. That poor boy. He has so much memory loss boy. problem. Here's the other question I have. And since we were talking about the ages a few minutes ago, we know we know he's ha- he's having visions of the moon princess. On the moon, how old was she? Was she older? Because they were supposedly, like, going to be engaged or something. Maybe she was still 14. and it's... Because 14 is just kind of creepy. And I'm hoping she was older on the moon. And that's why she was a little more mature, maybe? I don't know. Nope, she just really acted no mature. Idea. So they didn't care. I don't actually know. <sighs> she was raised better. <laughs> These modern teenagers. Yeah. Her mom is also kind of like... A flake? Yep. <laughs> Just like you. Her mom's a little less flaky than her teacher, but not a lot. Yeah. And her father's a total fan guy. We find that out in the Princess Diamond episode when he's totally fanning on everybody, taking tons of pictures. Is he a photographer? Because I don't think we even know what his job is, do we? No, we don't. Um... <laughs> Doesn't matter, I don't think. But it's always nice to know people's backstories. So what are the notes you got? I have a bunch of notes about outfits. <laughs> like Queen Beryl, her, her like weird tiara looks kind of like their tiaras, but it's like just a boomerang. Like is she <laughs> If you think that's bad, you should see it on the doll. Yeah. It looks, yeah, on the collectible doll. She you looks should terrible. talk about the dolls for an episode. <laughs> well, if this were a video cast instead of a podcast, I could show pictures of the dolls. No, you don't want to see those. But you I do know, have a lot of them. We could post them. We could totally Maybe. do that. Maybe I'll post some pictures on one of our Facebook page or Instagram at some point. Yeah. If you want them on Twitter, you'll have to do it, though. I don't tweet. <laughs> um, Twitter's for suckers. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Twitterverse. Twitterverse? <laughs> it's like Spiderverse, but worse. <laughs> oh, I think a negaverse, but worse. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, you were you kept commenting on how Ray doesn't wear her regular clothes for like the first like ten episodes. It's she not keeps ten, wearing... but it just seems like she, she, she seems like she wears her like... dojo outfit. What is it called? It's like a robe or something. But you kept calling it pajamas, and I'm like, yeah, I, I when know she's it's not, not in the temple, it kind of looks like it's just pajamas. But it's not. It's it's her temple robes or whatever, I but it's just it's weird that she... outside the temple. 
So yeah, it's 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 just kind of bizarre. But I mean, yeah, she does wear her school uniform, and as we we debated what kind of school she went to because we couldn't recall, and you so read somewhere that it was up, a girls' school, but there's a boys' to a school. Girls only Catholic school. <laughs> But in the dub, they have the photographer kid who's one of her schoolmates, supposedly. But yeah, then they also talk the... about how Sailor Moon knew him and she never met him until that episode. When so I look that's up really the weird. episode description, it says that that guy does go to raise school. So I'm just like, is it separated by girls and boys or something? Maybe that's or maybe a thing? it's maybe it's a nod to trans because we never get to see the real Sailor Moon. There's so many trans issues on this show, which you could talk about if you wanted to at some point. What, what what are you alluding to here? I'm alluding to well. Do you we have are you saying that like that kid person? is trans? Is that what you're saying? Maybe to? if it's an all girls school and he goes there. Oh, and they're using the correct pronouns <laughs> for him. No wait, wait. I like this theory. I like it. That makes me happy. Okay, you know. Yeah. But we know. Okay, so here we go. We got Zoisite. Zoisite is not supposed to be a woman, but they dubbed it as a woman because of the romance. Between, between Zoisite, Zoisite and another character later on. Malachite. Malachite. We haven't gotten to yet. But... Yep. Who in the Japanese version is Kunzite. Um, but yeah. So this, this, so they in order to clean up the edges, because a 92 so TV show for kids... So they made it homophobic. They made it homophobic. They made it very homophobic because they didn't want five-year-olds and four-year-olds to ask their moms, what's that all about? I mean, we haven't even gotten um, to the cousins. But no, that's season well, three. That's, that's way later. <laughs> um, but so, so we have, you know... Uh, we've got Zoisite here. Zoisite is a man. If you look at Zoisite, yes, in a feminine, feminine features. Man. It's an effeminate. They're all effeminate looking men. Yeah, that's they just they all have like. I mean, Jedi's hair. probably the least effeminate. Jedi was probably the least effeminate yeah. looking. They all just have fabulous freaking hair, and I'm so jealous. Yeah. This is how you know they're really guys because no woman has hair like that. <laughs> Not natural. <laughs> Not that easily. Um, but no, but so here we go. We got we got. Soisite, who uh, is supposedly now a woman in the dubbed version. So there you go. That's a trans kind of thing. And I do mind. love the voice of Zoisite. She shows up for like a couple other villains later, like Emerald in season two and Fisheye in season four. Who is also and wait, wait, she I think trans. she also does Kaori Kaori Knight in season three. But yes, Fisheye is supposed Fish to be Eye male is, too. Fisheye is also a dude, but. Fisheye is a bit more, like, blatantly feminine than Zoisite is. Zoisite's most feminine stuff is the fact that the... I'm trying the to figure hair, out what pronouns The earrings is. and the, make, the romance <laughs> that we see yeah, in the Zoisite next part of the season. has all, like, the, the flower petals everywhere, and I guess that's effeminate, yeah. but mostly it's just the fact that Zoisite and Malachite are together. Which we'll find out soon. We technically haven't yeah. seen that yet. Fisheye um, actually wears dresses and wears makeup. But is a dude. Yeah, but Fisheye is supposed to be a dude too. And then, of course, there's um the girl from the art episode. Yes. Oh my god. When they do the Sailor V video, there's a there's a character who um I love in her. The so flashback much. scenes of her in school, she's wearing a girl's school uniform. But when she's working in college, um she's not dressed feminine at all. She's like and she looks so, she like sounds more such masculine. A good butch. I love her. She's like got yeah. her shirt tucked in. And it, she's got, like, buttoned up all the way. She's got a short haircut. And her accent is so She just terrible. doesn't look feminine at all. Which is fine. You don't have to look feminine as Listen, a woman. And she's still also be a in woman, love with her best friend. That seems I pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> that there's possibly a romance there. But again, 
TV shows for and, kids. And I figured out that, like, <laughs> edited. if they hadn't had that flashback sequence of her in the, like, the girls' school uniform, they probably would have gender-bended her into a guy. I it feel like made that's sense how they would have done it. It would have made total sense, too, and just had her be a male. Instead of calling her Lori, they could have called her Lewis. It's, or... it's, it's just like what they do with Zoysite. Like, it would have made mm-hmm. sense. But, nope. We had we had to have see her in a dress, so definitely have to keep her as a girl. But also, I like the butch lesbian. She looks good. And she looks like Rebecca Sugar. So. And when the demon comes out of her, because she's, she's possessed for a few seconds by the demon in her pencil, it comes out of her. It's a blue and pink twins. Yep, so trans... Trans? Yep. I don't know. I had canon this character as non-binary, but that's just me. Probably a non-binary. Could be. Who knows? We'll never know. Yeah. We'll never know. We never see her again in another episode, but I love her. I love Lori. And they have weird accents. Doesn't she have a southern accent? Yeah, she's got, like, such a terrible southern accent, and it's so great. It's terrible. It's bad. It's bad. Again, they're, they're from Japan. We know this because she was wearing a Japanese schoolgirl uniform in the flashbacks. So why the southern accent? I don't get it. I just don't well, get it. Well, it's just like why Molly has the New York accent. I don't know. It's just... It's yes, there. let's go out for... What? Uh, chocolate parfait. A chocolate parfait. <laughs> a chocolate parfait. Uh, I'm not even sure they eat those in Japan. But oh, maybe yeah. They do. <laughs> if we're talking about weird things, why does Tuxedo Mask have Spanish music? Every time oh, he appears. Oh, the castanets. What's up with the castanets? <laughs> is it well, because he's, he's wearing, wearing a tuxedo, tuxedo, so it reminds people of the tango, I guess, which is, a, I don't, you know. I'm so confused <laughs> I don't by know. this. He's Japanese. <laughs> They're um, all Japanese, supposedly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I noticed that um, after, like, episode 10 or something, they started playing the Tuxedo Mask music when just Darian was around. And so I'm like, oh, even the music reveals that he's they, Tuxedo They're really Mask. not good with spoilers in the TV show. <laughs> they really so should lead up to all this stuff. Once we know who they are, then it's fine. But really, in the first half of the season, they really should just slowly lead up to who everybody is. It would be nicer. It would be more interesting. I mean, yeah. to know who they are at the beginning, it's like, now you're waiting to see when they're going to be revealed. Like, we've seen it, so it's not nothing is spoilers to us. But for everybody else, I'm just like, this has got to be such a weird experience watching this show. The first time you watch it, you're like, wait a minute. There's a mystery, but we saw who it is. So, yeah, we just we lose some of that mystery. Um, She's, and if I the really show is called the Sailor credits. Moon, who the hell do you think is the fucking moon princess? <laughs> well, that's the other question. And then we always, we, we always have to discuss the fact that we have sailors representing every single planet, but there's no Sailor Earth because there's Darien. <laughs> yeah, so I think I heard like the creator was saying something that there is no Sailor Scout of the Earth because it's just Tuxedo Mask, and he's not a Sailor Scout because he's a boy. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but like... Yeah, I don't either. It's kind of weird. But it's they, a magical they, girl they go show. into a lot more backstory on uh, Darian later on. Yeah. A lot more. It's the movie. My favorite movie. <laughs> they go into so much backstory for him. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Then we get to um, Nephlight, and there's Molly's big sister. Quote, unquote, her big sister. Who's just... She has a crush on that girl so much, doesn't she? Seems like it. But it could just be someone she looks up to. I, I think, I think she's a crush on her. But that's just me. That's a girlfriend. But she also has a crush on Netflix. So it's is she fine. cheating on her girlfriend Holly? with Netflix? She has two hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're a little graphic. We're not going to be that graphic. Okay, okay. go on. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> You're so terrible. <laughs> okay. You brought it up. <laughs> and in that episode, um, 
everybody keeps bringing up how they think Sailor Moon's so incompetent about everything. I'm like, she survived how many episodes by herself defeating monsters? And in that episode, she beats the monster's ass, like, mostly by herself. Tuxedo Mask helps a little bit, but, like... He throws you know, a rose. He throws a rose. He's just there. He's basically like, snap out of it, Sailor Moon. Come on, you're the hero. You can do this. Pep talk. I'm telling you, he's all about the pep talks. And then we get to Ray and Darian, and the that romance. is so awkward. So What's awkward is like it starts so off with pushy. her. She asks him out, and he's at first, he's like, well, I got plans. She's like, oh, come on. She's like, he's like, okay. And then he just gives up his whole day to her. Yeah, but, but still, as they're walking away, like, she's, like, grabbing onto his arm and trying to be all, like, cutesy. And he's just like, what the fuck? Get off me, woman. <laughs> but then he went on a boat ride with her. And I he, know. It, it, that just so doesn't make weird. any sense. There's like a kind of almost dating thing going on. And then but, and then know. Serena goes on a non-date with Melvin. And I feel so bad for that poor boy. Like, I know he's kind of a stalker at times. He's kind of a creep. But he is a creep. I mean, I know he's like the nerdy boy. So they kind of took the nerdy boy and made him a creep too, which isn't very nice it's to nerds. not a great trope. We're big nerds. But at the same time, no. I'm just like, I feel so bad for him because she uses him so much. She went on like a full on date with him and she's just like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, but honestly, if you had me drink that shake that he wanted, you'd yeah. have to get the fuck away from me too. It was like a prune too. shake, was disgusting. wasn't it? It was yes. prune. It was a prune shake. I... And, and, you know, you drink that shake, you're going to have to go anyway. <laughs> so. Um, let's see. I already mentioned that. Um, we mentioned the photographer guy who I now had canon as trans guy. I love him now. <laughs> I love him and his skunk hair. Um, oh, that hair is terrible. It's we mentioned terrible. the names. Um, oh, the doll monster. We wanted to mention it. The weird Creepy. doll monster. Now that's one of the creepiest ones. It's naked. But it still has no nipples. Just like Barbie does. No nipples. Except <laughs> that one Barbie doll. doll from 1960-something that had nipples. Mistake. But, like, um, none of but the yeah, other no, but monsters she doesn't are nip- ever naked. So What's really weird. weird is that she's she's a doll. So she's kind of, like, reminiscent of an old-fashioned China doll, which was, like, pieces held together by string. But she's got nothing holding her together. Her pieces literally yeah. just float in the air. And she throws them at you. That's how she fights you. And it's just creepy that she's naked. That wasn't, like, a terrifying thing, but also it still didn't look as terrifying as the first one. <laughs> it's still not as bad. It's a lot of terrifying villains. I think one of the more terrifying villains of the season is the robot. And we're talking about when they go to the, um, the, 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 uh, I forget, what, the amusement park. Oh, and there's the robot Oh my there. god, I forgot and to write that like down. And she's, like, this kind of, sort of, sweet robot showing everybody she's around. She's, like, Snow White, but in robot form. Get to the animals and trying to get them to try to the speeds and and then when they piss her off she like her, her head, head goes inside around. of her and then it comes back out and she's all of and she's evil and she's so and it's, it's I think so she's scary, scary when her head goes inside her and then because comes she right back looks out. even when she comes out she doesn't look overly scary at first she still does she looks a little evilish but still looks like that if she smiled you'd be like oh she, she looks still like, a, like a weird living doll thing and it's like okay that's... and then she attacks you yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what's scary you know it's... i think she's one of the scary villains only because you don't expect her to be that scary and all of a sudden she's like i expect her to be that scary because i've seen enough things with scary dolls remember that episode of buffy <laughs> <laughs> actually you know what i think she kind of reminds me of a dalek <laughs> why <gasps> But because just her shape and the way she just like, yeah, is a robot and has to kill okay. people. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess Daleks can float too. 
She was floating too. Wasn't well, she? yeah. It, when she transforms weird. into a bad guy, she's floating. Before that, I think she was supposed she's to be floating like, like a foot off the air, like every time, and it's weird. <laughs> float off the air. Float off. She's floating a foot off the floor. I can't speak. Off the floor. Floating in the air is what she meant yes. to say. I can't speak. Yes. Why am I doing a podcast? I don't know. I love that they had a dream. Well, she she put them in a dream state, and they're all like riding on they're a, in a carousel. carousel, and it's so it cute. was hysterical. It's hysterical because again, mask. and then when they wake up, they're holding brooms. <laughs> and they took this idea and they used this again in one of the movies, which was really funny. Yeah, I don't remember when. You don't remember that? Which which one? The is dream that? one. Is it the, the dream okay. one where they end up in a dream world and they're they're yeah they're at amusement park eating donuts supposedly or whatever yeah. I don't remember. Okay, I think I remember this now. <laughs> yep. Um. Oh yeah, that moment when um we got the whole um Nephlight invites all the girls in the school to the weird tuxedo mask thing and I just want to know why he 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 freaking invited the teacher too as a chaperone. And I don't understand why that was relevant. It, it made no sense. It like, made it made no sense, no sense to invite all of the girls. Like, why not just, you know, pick them off one by one or something at school? But, like, why did you need a chaperone? It's not like we actually saw the whole event. Because that, that must have been awkward when everybody showed up and nothing happened. But, mm-hmm. um, and then he also touched Molly's chest. Nephlight, like, because she comes early and then... He's just like, you think I'm stupid, sailor girl? It must be you. Because you showed up. And then he, like, touches her, like, just right above her boobs. And it's just weird. It's a little creepy because he's an old guy touching a girl's chest. Yeah. But isn't Um, that the one where, like, there's some kind of foreshadowing, like, of him being an alien or something like that? Doesn't, is it something, I thought there was something where she, um. No, because she knows that it's him. She knows that it's. Not enough light. Um, Maxfield Stanton is his Stanton. fake name that he's using. And she's got a crush on Maxfield Stanton. So and she immediately realizes it's Maxfield Stanton. And she's like, oh yes. my god, I have a crush on this guy. He must be the guy who sent the invites. Exactly. Because... So she knew all along he was the guy who sent the invites, but she thought he might be Tuxedo Mask as well. And he's obviously not. He's the bad guy. But I think it's interesting that she knows nothing. She has no insight really into any of this. But she immediately realizes that it must be it must be Maxfield Stanton. Yeah, it's, it's just that she has a crush. And I guess she's near Sailor Moon. So she just kind of like is able to pick up these weird vibes. I don't know. But it takes her until long after this to realize that there might be something special about Sailor Moon. Yeah. Or her friend Serena. That's, That's in, like, the thing I think is interesting. Two. How can you be that close to a superhero all that time and have no idea? I don't know. Not a clue. And she's been saved by her a couple of times it's, as the series goes yeah. on. And in that Several same episode that same episode we have um your favorite thing, how Tuxedo Mask can't carry Sailor Moon because they get like stuck in an elevator shaft where he's trying to like lift them up and then five seconds later mercury is carrying molly (laughs) mercury is like no bigger than sailor moon really and she's carrying molly who's also the same size and tuxedo can't carry sailor moon but again this goes back to what i said also at that time It's, it's bizarre that he's not strong enough to carry her but the other thing that's really bizarre is the fact that we know she can fly ish it's not so why is she worried about she falling down an elevator shaft? Yet she doesn't have her wings, but she can no, jump. jump. She can she can jump, jump and so she can high. land on her feet after jumping off a building or jumping up in the air. So why doesn't she just land? I don't know. If you can jump that high and land on the ground without then she might as well just land. But for some reason whenever she gets in a stressful situation, she forgets 
that she has all this power, which I think is hysterical. And which is why I say, go back to the very beginning when I said she should not be getting her training from a cat. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Luna, you were not helpful. Um, You're fired. <laughs> you also don't understand that the game center person is Artemis. And you're so dumb. She is so out of it. <laughs> um... What else do I got here? We talked about this. Anymore? We talked about the Princess Diamond episode with that bad editing. Um, when Luna says, right after she tries to talk to Princess Diamond and be like, are you the moon princess? And then Princess Diamond's like, what? What? Ah! And Luna's like, the real princess would have been expecting me, so I guess it's not her. Like, bitch, you meant Sailor Moon, and she was not expecting you. Mercury was expecting You're... you. Mars was expecting you. Why does she think You're standing this? right there with Sailor Moon, who is the Moon Princess, and neither one of you even know she's the Moon Princess. So, obviously, you have Clueless. That, Luna is Clueless. That fucking cat. She's, she can work a computer, but she can't do anything else. She can't figure out who the Moon Princess is. Yeah. On her own. She's thousands of years old, and she has no idea. She's Clueless. It's just... Mm, okay. It's actually the end of my notes. Um, <laughs> well, we're almost at the end of the episodes, anyway. Yeah. Really? Do we have anything? We find out We find out at the Princess Diamond episode that there's something else that they're looking for. And this is when Tuxedo Mask reveals that he may not be their helper. An ally. an ally. He may not be an ally. He may just be helping them because it was convenient to help them, but he may not be an ally. But he this also... is also when we find out more about his dreams and all and of that. Before he was like, oh, I know I'm supposed to protect you. But, like, he's supposed to protect the princess. So it's, like, it's a weird thing. So he doesn't know she's a princess, but he does know she's a princess. It's very yeah. awkward and very bizarre. But then again, so Princess Diamond has that. Then we have the final episodes of Neflite. Um, and where we talked about in, in Bloody Between Death. those episodes, we find out about the Silver Crystal. And that's when that, Luna first hears about this. And I'm like, what? How did she not know? Luna totally had no idea about the Silver Crystal that they're they're supposed to be looking for. That's part of the whole princess thing. So now all of a sudden it's going to start in the next episode be all about finding the crystals. But it's and Nephilite in the end is looking for the crystal and they had no idea. And it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got Molly so entr enthralled with him that she steals what she thinks might be the crystal. Yeah, because she wants to Which help it him isn't. in any way that she can. She just wants to make him happy. And she's so innocent and pure, and I hate this guy for doing this to her. He just messes up her head so bad. Yeah. I mean, God. And then he goes and dies and leaves her with all this ag anguish and agony and a little PTSD, too, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll see that as we go forward, because in the next episode, Molly. she starts carrying around a bloody rag. But that's... <laughs> that that That's only for, like, a couple episodes more, and then she's going to get with Melvin, and then Melvin gets the same bloody rag, and it's... Mm. Gross. In the in the time that we're in right now with COVID, sharing bloody rags just seems really disgusting. So gross. Not that it didn't before, but just even worse now. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else that you remember you want to talk about? Because I know you don't take notes. I never take notes. No, and I don't research a lot either. I just watch it as I go and try to remember. Um, I don't have anything right now to say, but we're going to do another episode on this because... We only watched the first 20 of 40 episodes, and the best is yet to come. 
I, I can't know. wait. The best scenes come up and the best song. I This is one thing I will say. In watching the series, I've watched the English version, I've watched the Japanese version, and I've watched the new English dub. So I've watched all three versions, especially of the first season. And I have to say, I personally love the music from the English dub from the 90s. Maybe it's because it was my first. I don't know, but they've got some really good love ballads. They've got some really we're, good music. We're getting to your favorite song. My favorite song is coming up. My second favorite song is in a movie and one of the other episodes further down the line. It's also in season two. That's what I said, an episode down the line. But right now, a couple more episodes, we're going to come up to my favorite song. I am old and I have seen this episode hundreds of times and it still makes me tear up a little bit because it's just so beautiful. It's so cute. So spoilers. We're getting to the good stuff. The next part of the season is going to be all the good stuff. I mean, the next episode is great. We're getting to Jupiter. She's going to talk about all her ex-boyfriends. Or is it oh, just, yes. It's just the one ex-boyfriend, sorry. Freddie. Everybody looks like her ex-boyfriend, Freddie. But we'll talk more about that next time. Anything from you? Um, uh, I think the last note that I had was um, just every time that they say sorry, I crack up. Because they say it with their Canadian accents. And it's so funny. <laughs> sorry. 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 <laughs> you know, most of the actors were Canadian. What can you say? Yeah. Except for the New York accent and the Southern accent. Maybe they, <laughs> well, maybe they just made those accents and they up. just put on fake accents. I don't know. They might have done that as well. We don't know. All right. Well, in our first episode, I was trying to do this thing called Gone Wrong, where we say something that we didn't love about the season or the whatever media we're talking about. And like, what would we change about it? Oh, well, I think I already discussed that. What I didn't love about the season is there's too many little villain episodes. They they tried to stretch it out to make more money and advertising dollars and whatnot. And there's just too many episodes where all you do is have the same formula over and over. I know you love the character development of that, but to me, it's like, oh my God, it takes forever to get anywhere, to get to any real plot of the story. I would love them to take a few of those episodes out, build more of the characterization into the episodes that are remaining and get more straight up to the plot. That's the one thing I do like about Crystal. I know a lot of people don't like Crystal, and I'm not going to go into more details, but it's more plot-driven. It's much more plot-driven, and I like that. I'm more into the plot-drivenness of it. Character development is great, but there's just too much of the same thing happening every week. And so I think they could combine some episodes, get rid of some of the villains and some of the plot fillers, as I like to call them. Other than that, I love it because it's fun. It's fluff. It's silly. And yes, we make fun of it the whole time we watch it because it's hysterical. So, I mean, there's a lot of things. <clears throat> like, little, little little things that I would change. Like, the weird changing of genders. Um, the fact that everyone's a pedophile. But, like, mostly I think my, like, inconsistent thing that I really want to get rid of is the game center. <laughs> just, just get rid of Luna talking to Artemis through the game center because that's just pointless. It does nothing. Well, the game center is is key in the other versions of the show. I know. That's why it's there, and the, and it's to show Sailor Moon likes to play video games and is, you know, a yeah, bit but, of a fluffhead. Just the fact that Luna has to talk to this nameless person and it does nothing for the plot. I no, don't it would have like made that. more sense if they actually used the game center if, as their center base they and they went down into the, the like the secret hideout that they have like in the game center. If they did that. I would like it a lot better, but they just that have her cool. talking to Artemis for half the season, and then he shows up and he's like, it was me the whole time, and she's just like, Artemis! And then yeah. it's never talked about, ever again. I mean, most of the time, their center base is at the temple. Yeah. That's where so, they do like, most of the stuff, is at the temple, so. So either have the center at the game center, or just cut out all of that 
bullshit because it was dumb. <laughs> Don't need it. Okay. okay. As far as the other things you mentioned, I agree, but I think they're fun. I think they just make it more I fun to watch, just, to complain that about. Was the 90s. Yeah. Well, yeah, in the 90s, 18, 19, 20, 30 mm. year olds didn't date 14 year olds. Not reasonably, not usually. Uh, but I also don't understand why Zoysite had to be a girl because Zoysite, Zoysite does like, doesn't do anything super girly. Like, there's the flowers and But she the doesn't hair. do anything super masculine either. She's just kind of gender neutral, gender fluid. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but they had to gender because they didn't want to do, just like in later episodes when we meet the cousins. Because, <laughs> again, English dub from the 90s. We're going to talk cousins. about the cousins so much. Oh, my God. But we can't go there now. So we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks or another week or so when we get the next episode done. Yeah. For the last we're, so four, we're putting out uh, episodes every episodes. two weeks. That's what we're okay. doing. Every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. So in She two doesn't know this because she doesn't edit this. <laughs> No, I just watch the shows or interact and then I speak. She just kind of shows up for this. That's it. It's best that way. It's more off the cuff and archaic and all over the place. All right. So um, we love you awesome nerds. You can find us on our social media. We're at Fandoms Gone Wrong on Instagram and Facebook and Fandom Gone Wrong on Twitter. Um, Isn't there a pod with the end of that? Hmm? Fandoms Gone Wrong pod? Um. Oh, wait, is it Phantom's Gone Wrong Pod on Instagram? I've forgotten at this point. Let me just open it. Yes, okay. Instagram, it's Phantom's Gone Wrong Pod. And then on Twitter, it's just Phantom Gone Wrong because I didn't have enough characters. (laughs) I couldn't even (laughs) put the S. So basically, it's going to have the same logo everywhere. You can find us. We're going to post memes. I'm going to try to post memes. And on Facebook, it's Phantom's Gone Wrong. Yep. Yeah. Or at Phantom's Gone Wrong Pod if you're looking for our handle. Oh, we also do have, like, an email if you want to email us suggestions of things that you want us to do. Like, suggest that we read the Sailor V manga, because I want her to read it. <laughs> Sorry. Gone wrong pod at gmail.com. 